You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 34. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. This podcast is sponsored by our all-new course, What Tech Job is Right for Me. Visit us at yourtechie.com slash start to check out our new course and find what tech job is right for you. Addie Swartz is the founder and CEO of Reach Hire. She previously founded Beacon Street Girls and Bright Ideas. All startups founded on empowering women. Empowering women is Addie's passion. This includes empowering her own two daughters. Reach Hire offers a comprehensive return to work program where returner candidates are hand selected based on the unique needs of client partners, including industry leading partners like Fidelity, Wayfair, Deloitte, and T-Mobile. Addie's education at Stanford University and Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management combined with her professional and personal journey provided the skills, passion, and purpose she needed to start her three companies and continue her mission of empowering women. Addie's a champion of women and an action taker in the field of getting women back to work and ready to level up. Addie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Ellen. We're excited to have you and let's dive in with some questions. Can you tell us a little bit about that career journey I just highlighted? How did you start out and how did you end up where you are now? Well, if I think about it, I really started my career going after the corporate world. I worked for the likes of Bain, Disney, Reebok, and then Lotus Development, where they made the famous precursor to Excel, which was called Lotus 123. I used it, yeah. Um, I went on up with my first daughter and then started three companies focused on empowering women and girls very motivated to be a good role model for my own daughters and really wanting to make a difference in the lives of women and careers. Wonderful. And what was the inspiration for founding your first company, Bright Ideas? You know, I was on maternity leave with my first daughter, Eliza, and I noticed that there were so many tech-savvy women staying home with their first or second children, and there wasn't a lot of flexibility to keep skills up earn a paycheck, do something that they loved that was in their tech wheelhouse and have an impact. And it was right about the time that the educational software industry was just beginning. And so on maternity leave, I wrote a business plan for the company Bright Ideas (laughs) and then proceeded to build a company aimed at using tech-savvy moms possibly work to help schools, parents, and teachers educate themselves and procure educational software for their schools or for their families. Wow, that's fantastic. Not something everyone does, right? A business plan while on maternity leave, but definitely a girl after my own heart. And so could you tell us a little bit about Reach Hire? So you founded Reach Hire how long ago? I founded Reach Hire about seven years ago. And the impetus for that was that we had a car accident. I was driving, my whole family was in the car, and a couch fell off a truck on a major highway right outside of Boston. Oh my God. So uh, I hit the couch, 
going 65 miles an hour. Luckily, I didn't hit another car or hurt anyone in my family, but we got out of the car upside down. The car was totaled. The couch saved us, I think. Eliza had a serious concussion, which then pushed her on the sidelines for a year, and she had to repeat her junior of high school. And so that pushed me on the sidelines too. And when I was pushed on the sidelines for the first time in my career, I realized that there were some of the same women in profile to the women from the Bright Ideas days back in the 90s that had taken breaks to either raise families, take care of a parent, or do something else if they couldn't come back. Mm -hmm. And that there were a lot of obstacles and that somebody needed to solve that problem. So out of the car accident, out of a negative thing, mm-hmm. a very positive thing. The good news is my daughter has recovered. Oh. So she is doing very well in a great corporate job and graduated from college and did a great job recovering. But it did take time and energy. And in that space, it showed me an opportunity that I had to go tackle, which was creating that otherwise wouldn't be able to go back into the workplace. Right. Wow. What a powerful story. I had no idea (laughs) that was, you know, the inspiration for it. And that I'm so obviously glad to hear your daughter and everyone is okay. How scary, but I love that you took such a challenging and really tragic situation and made it into something beautiful. Well, you know, Ellen, I believe a career break should not be a career breaker. And there's so many talented individuals out there that have invested experience. And truthfully, companies would love to connect with them and and hire them and give them opportunity. But you need the right on-ramp, you need the right support, you need the right training and the right upskilling in order to make all that happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's what Reach Hire has created, a concrete on-ramp for women to get back to work. That's so great. So speaking of that, can you explain why a stay-at-home mom um, or someone taking a break, why would they consider Reach Hire in their journey? Yeah, so what's unique about Reach Hire is is that we provide everything for a woman to get back to work. So a lot of firms can help update skills, prepare your resume, and have job boards where there are job openings. But we actually co-create the jobs with the companies the women actually, once they're selected for a role, end up with training and support a retail program manager that goes with them every step of the way. And they're paid the entire time from the inception of the first day of training all the way through uh, a six month journey. They're with a cohort of women or men, because we actually are taking women and men now, who are also coming back to work together. They go through the training together, they have support together, they're in a specific job for six months, they're getting all the support and guidance. So kind of a paid on-ramp into a growing company to help you really restart your career. It's not just pointing you in the direction, but it's actually physically dropping you into a role, into an organization. Oftentimes, a company you may not have considered In industry, you may not have as much background in or experience in, but the company is really interested and excited about your skills and being able to translate those skills to a new and different challenge. Mm -hmm. That's really great. So what are some of the positions that you fill in, in these corporations? Yeah, so we are creating jobs in many areas, product management, program management, 
non-technical, technical roles, computer programmers, data analysts, smart people can learn all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have the attitude and the aptitude, you like to say, the two A's, attitude and aptitude. You have to be excited about learning and constantly inventing and reinventing and evolving as an individual and as a learner. Lifelong learners are what companies need. The world keeps changing. Look, we're all, we're all now working from home and every challenge we just have to face and conquer it. And so having the aptitude and attitude, the positive attitude that I can do this, I might need the support, I, might, I know I might need some guidance, I know I need to learn, but being open-minded and a positive thinker makes all the difference. I totally agree. There's, there's a lot that moms in that space and, and like you said, stay-at-home dads, I definitely have some stay-at-home dad friends and that they have a lot to learn and to teach. It's, it's really a one-to-one. -one. I, I found there's just a great exchange that can happen there. And, and it's not all just catching up, you know, some, some of those fundamental, I have, I have a computer science degree from 20 years ago. Some of those, those fundamentals haven't changed. Sure. Some of the software has changed, but some of the fundamentals are still there. So, okay. So that kind of tells us what, you know, what they could consider, but what if a, one of our listeners is thinking, I'm not ready to go back, or I'm not sure my family's ready. What would you say to her? I would say no one that I've ever met that's gone through our programs has known with 100% certainty that now's the time that they should go back. It's never the right time. You just have to take the leap and learn about the opportunities out there and know that there are resources and folks who are wanting to help you along the way. And Rechire is designed specifically for that. Not only will you be on a journey, but if you are part of a Rechire cohort, you're not doing it alone. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that the more we can show women that there are people out there that want to support them, I think that that is a huge benefit because they frequently will have feel like they have to explain themselves, which brings up a great question. What how do you how do you address the kind of the, the resume gap question? You must get this one. I get this one all the time. How do how do I address the, the gap in my resume? Um, That's a question that everyone asks all the time. First of all, we have to be more open minded and accept the fact that people are going to take breaks. Mm -hmm. I read a statistic that said that by 2025, 75 percent of the workforce will be millennials, and 84 percent of them, both men and women are planning on taking a career break of mm -hmm. some kind at some point. Wow. People take time off to take care of parents. People yes. get sick. I have a friend who most recently went and rejoined the Peace Corps. She did it right after college and she just rejoined again as an empty nester. Cool. That's really great. So taking that a step further, what advice do you have just maybe generally in preparing for an interview? Because I know that this is like nothing can strike fear in the hearts of, of our community, like, like an interview, right? That's just, I want to be ready for my interview. And so do you have other advice on prepping for that? These days, it's more important to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Just be yourself. People want to know who you are, what makes you tick, and how you think about the world and what, what you're going to bring that's going to make change in their organization. So during an interview, talk about the depth of your knowledge and experience as well as how you can help younger employees learn and grow. Now, there is a dearth of middle and senior managers that really can show 
how, how teams are effective. If you've been in the workforce before you took time off, you likely managed other people. And now if you, you are at home managing young ones, you're managing a household, you're managing multiple constituencies. Mm-hmm. And that's like the best experience for being a project manager in an organization. But, you know, don't be afraid to talk about your depth of knowledge. Outline everything that you bring to the table, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's managing people or budgets, if you're a strategic thinker, if you're really good at executing on other people's ideas and making those ideas come to fruition. So if you've managed projects in your spare time, been a community volunteer, those activities can be perfect examples of what it takes to be a successful program or project manager. And I'd say lastly, don't forget to practice answering the hard questions. Mm -hmm. You may be asked, you know, I'm looking at your resume and I feel like you're overqualified. (laughs) What is your answer? Your answer is, I don't view myself as overqualified, but as someone who will bring added expertise to your company. I want to bring my knowledge, but there's so much more that I'd like to learn and want to learn. And I'm excited about this industry. I'm excited about working with people and taking my know-how to new challenges. And that's a great answer. That is a great answer. I love that. I think that that is the key to practice answering those hard questions. And I love that you gave that one. We talked about the career gap earlier. One of the great things, and I've, I've been um, talking with Sarah from your team, who is excellent, really enjoyed my time with her. And she said it's one of the most fun things at Retire that they, that's not even a question. She's like, you don't have to explain your gap. Everybody here has a gap. And it was like, whoa, this whole different world of how questions can be formulated and changed. Um, these things that we worry about, um, depending on the environment and the experience that we're in. Just like you said, with expertise, you can change it with being overqualified. You can change it and just share it as expertise, and, and that's what it is. And they get added value, which, which is fantastic, exactly. right? Love it. What are your two favorite secret weapon questions in an interview? I love to ask, if I met a friend of yours on the street, what would be three or four words they would use to best describe you? And the key is not somebody who you worked with, but somebody who you were friends with, because that gets at the heart of how you view yourself and how others who you are close to view you. The second question is on what the temperature of the interview, (laughs) either, you know, what accomplishment are you most proud of? And it could be work, it could be family, it could be hobby, or alternatively, what challenge you worked on that you made the most progress on? You know, if you had a tough challenge, what might that have been and how you might have handled that? Great. Those are awesome. I know this is one of the favorites of our community. So thank you so much for sharing that. Okay. So on the flip side, when the returners actually go into their positions, what do they find most challenging? I think at first, People are worried about how they're going to juggle everything. Mm -hmm. How are they going to juggle getting back to work and who's going to be doing some of the things at home that they were responsible for? How are those responsibilities and work going to be divvied up and how's everything going to get done? And are they not going to be a good parent? You know, a new job, they'll have less bandwidth to focus on doing everything else. So Mm -hmm. we all know that whether or not you're working 
officially or not, you're still working always. <laughs> you're working for others, especially if you're a parent. You're always thinking about, you know, what's right for your children, what's right for your family. And there are core responsibilities just like a full-time corporate job. But now you're layering extra on top of it. I think also what can be challenging initially is setting the right expectations for yourself. You're learning a lot. You have more responsibility. You have to figure out who's doing what, but you also have to set expectations like, is this good enough? You know, I there was a returner that I spoke with a few weeks ago who said, you know, I had to be okay with the fact that my house wasn't going to be as clean because it was no longer a priority for me or that my partner was going to have to take on more and that we really sit down and talk about who was doing what. So sort of the expectations of what we're putting on ourselves as we're entering a new phase of our career and our life is, is something that can hold us back. I also think confidence. Confidence is a huge thing. Just knowing that I can figure this out. I may not know it all, but I will get there. And again, having a team of people to go on your journey with makes it easier as well sure. as somebody that you can ask questions to when you may not feel comfortable asking your manager or somebody who's a colleague of yours that you might feel like you'd rather not show what you don't know. Yeah, so I think juggling expectations, what your confidence level is, and then one more thing, which is just working with different generations and being okay with that. Keeping your ego in check, <laughs> knowing that you know it's time to be humble and learn and absorb and and then take your secret sauce and show them what you can do. Right. That's great. You know, when I was like 23 and I had a consulting job, I had, they gave me an intern. So, I mean, I had, you know, a year of experience or something so low and I had an intern and darn it if he didn't know a heck of a lot more than me. So that's great. Okay. This is a ton of good information. I think people are really going to like it. I would love to just kind of hear about your story and what it's like to spend your career empowering women. I mean, I'm sure it's been rewarding. Has it been frustrating? Has it been fun? What has it been like to, to do this for, for really the majority of your career? Well, I feel like I've created companies at every age and stage that I've gone through and realized that there were problems to be solved and opportunities for it to be better. Vegan uh, Street Girls, was all about creating healthier role models for girls nine to 13. And at the time I created that company, my goal really was to create healthier role models and better messages for girls who I call between toys and boys. My daughters were going through that too. And with the likes of Paris Hilton out there and Britney Spears, who are at the time pretty racy, <laughs> and yeah. maybe not the role models you wanted your daughters to be aspiring mm -hmm. to. I felt it important to create content that could make a difference in girls' lives. And now with Reach Hire, the goal to really create this on-ramp that really, you know, concretely brings women. I believe we're the only organization that really does that um, from soup to nuts where, you know, we're not just a resume or interview prep service. We're not just a job board. We partner with the woman and women and men every step of the way. And then when they land that role, they have the training and the support and the guidance and they're getting paid every step of the way. And so, you know, I have two daughters who are in Silicon Valley and 
they're navigating that too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like every step of my journey has been aimed at really trying to tackle different ages and stages of what women and girls who become women go through. And it's all about confidence. It's all about opportunity. It's all about each one of us realizing our potential and making sure that there's access and support in order to make that happen. Right. Great. Well, this, you provided a ton of great information. I'd love to hear whatever advice um, you have, just maybe generally for a woman who's, she's thinking of returning to the workforce or maybe she's made that decision and specifically she's maybe she's thinking of the more technical area whether she's had technical experience or not and she's really thinking that you know can i do it am i capable how do i do it what advice do you have for her as she as she kind of goes through this part of the of the process so number one believe in yourself you are your best product and we are harder than ourselves then we know, but believe in yourself, believe that you can do it. We fill a lot of technical roles. We fill a lot of roles and we have a lot of women that have come back after two years, five years, seven years, 10 years. We've even had women come back after 15 or 20 years who are technical. Learning to code and learning to be in these technical roles, if you've done it before, it's just learning to apply to the new languages that are there and the new thinking. But with patience, time, and attitude, as well as putting some, you know, hard work in too, you can really thrive. And so I would say, you know, even if you have an inkling of thinking about this might be the right time or fall might be the right time, we're fielding opportunities now that are really exciting for roles, you know, across the spectrum. We do have a sweet spot for technology and finance and project management, sign up for our newsletter. We have an area on our site, go peruse our website. You know, Take a few minutes to just say, what does it look like? What could that world be like? Look at the jobs we've posted. We're adding new jobs every few weeks, new companies, really exciting roles. We recently put some women into two different biotech companies. Now, biotech didn't exist when they left the workforce. <laughs> what an exciting way of re restarting your career with a new perspective and new challenges. So just look around. And we even have a dream job, my dream job on our website, where if you don't see anything, you can fill it out and we will reach out to you. You might not think the time is right, but you never know when you might get that call and you might say, oh, I'll try it. Mm -hmm. I'll go, I'll talk to somebody and we'll talk to, we'll talk to everyone. So try to help as many individuals reach their potential and get back to work as we can. And we're only limited by the companies that we work with and the jobs that we're able to co-create. Wow. That's impressive. And just so everyone is clear, can you, can you spell out the, the website for them? Cause they might, it might actually trip oh, them yes. out a little. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's uh, rechire.com www r-e-a-c-h-i-r-e dot com one h so please come sign up for our newsletter add yourself to my dream job look at the jobs there and get in touch with us because we want to know all about you that's great and we will make sure to link to that in the show notes and i, I know you have um jobs across the nation can you just name some of the locations so 
that our listeners can hear. I know, I know you have a bunch in North Carolina where I'm located, but we also have a bunch, we have listeners kind of all over. Yep. So currently we're hiring in Seattle, RTP, North Carolina, Westlake, Texas, which is right outside Dallas, and three New England locations, Boston, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire. And we're looking to put online some other locations as well. Right. Um, I first heard of retire from a woman in my community. That's how I first heard about it. But then there are so many others who don't understand all the different ways that they can, all the different paths they can go back and all the people that are out there that want to help them and make it easier. So I just want to thank you so much for being on the program today. I know we're going to help some people. If you are not in those locations, but, and this is not the right fit for you, just share that information because I'm pretty sure that someone out there is um, exactly looking for this type of help. I certainly know in my own perspective, uh, this would have been very helpful for me. Thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you so much, Ellen. I so enjoyed talking with you as well. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at uartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.